I'm Pat Hyben, and over the past 25 years, I've sold over 7,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in volume. In 2010, I sold my team business to my top agent and went on book tour promoting my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate professional's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. That book went on to become a New York Times bestseller. Now I live off the passive income streams from the real estate I bought with commissions I earned as a full-time agent. And I am committed to giving back to the real estate industry as so many mentors of mine have given back to me. On this show, we'll interview the world's best agents, brokers, coaches, and investors to help you make more commissions and create the life you deserve. Attention real estate agents who want to win more listings. Want to discover the secrets of how to create wealth and freedom by embracing the listing life? Without the pain of getting rejected by sellers and losing listings to more experienced agents? If so, then join me on a very special free webinar event titled How to Beat Experienced and Egotistical Listing Agents Without Commission Cutting and Overpricing. On this training, you'll discover the answers every real estate agent needs to know to instantly win more listings, including the six most widely used scripts to get a seller to sign the listing paperwork, the three success hacks to combat an agent with a huge track record of success, and the four easiest statements that instantly get sellers to pay higher commissions. These three things and so, so much more. So if you're serious about wanting to win more listings, Without getting rejected by sellers and losing listings to more experienced agents, register now for this special event that will show you exactly how to create wealth and freedom by embracing the listing life. Register now at hybendigital.com backslash listing or by texting the word listing to 444-999. That's listing to 444-999. And make sure to stick around for the huge game-changing offer that you won't receive anywhere else. That's listing to 444-999 or online at hybendigital.com backslash listing. See you there. Okay, Rockstar Nation, I have an awesome guest to you. You're going to want to get your papers and pencils ready. I got Mr. Ryan Stuman on. Yes, the hardcore closer. This dude specializes in getting real estate agents to be the best possible closers on listing appointments with buyers in, in any situation where there's a commission involved. He will teach you how to break through to that commission dollar and we're going to get into some real nitty-gritty here today so ryan welcome to real estate rock stars i'm excited to be here pat i appreciate you uh letting me on your cool show man hey buddy why don't you uh give everybody a little rundown on yourself so they can get to know you better yeah well my again like i said my name is ryan stuman one of the companies i own is hardcore closer and 
And over the years, uh, I started out originally as a loan officer and transitioned into an internet marketer, coaching person, whatever, in 2010. I left the mortgage business in 2010 to become a coach. And a lot of you think, well, that was rough times. You know, he, he might have tapped out and quit. But I closed 183 loans in 2009, one of the worst years to ever be in the mortgage business, and I was dominating. And I went on to uh, obviously work on the internet. The mortgage business was getting convoluted. And there were some other complications. So I went on to work on the internet. And in the past seven years, I've worked with Josh Altman, Frederick Eklund, Katrina Campins, uh, Josh Flagg, and Holt Lewis Ortiz. I've worked with a lot of your favorite TV celebrity real estate agents, all the way down to agents that uh, are celebrities in their own local markets, which I think is important for an agent. That's why you put your face on the website and on the signs and everything else. So uh, the year that I worked with Frederick uh, Eklund was his first year to do a, a billion dollars. He's gone on to do a billion dollars every year since then. And I'm not taking credit for the guy's effort, but I'm just saying when you get with the right time, the right place, the right people, the right things happen. And I've, I've helped create in the last seven years and really specifically in the last two years, because it took a while to get this business going and momentum and stuff, but I've helped create 13 new millionaires in the last two years. So that's like my biggest accomplishment. So I, not so much about the things that I've done, but the people that I've worked with and gone on to do is what, what I really think matters probably most to your audience. Yeah, absolutely. Now, are you willing to share what you taught these guys on Million Dollar Listing and what you taught these 13 regular people that became millionaires last year? Are you willing to teach us a lot of that today? Yeah, absolutely. Well, obviously, Rome wasn't built overnight, but I can share an awful lot with you today for sure. You know, I always say I can give you the information. It's up to you to, to go out and implement it, obviously. But uh, for example, with Frederick and Josh and the guys that are uh, stars for Million Dollar Listing, they had grown their business just by that TV show. They were not using Facebook. They were not using Instagram. Uh, they had pages that they sat up, but to them, it was just this thing that existed. Now, this is back in 2012, so it's been a long time, or 2013, so it's been a long time. Uh, and so Facebook's obviously viewed a lot different now than it was then, but it wasn't something they took serious. And so what I did was I taught them how to engage with their audience, how to run ads to an audience. We did masterminds together where it was me and Frederick in a mastermind and we sold a bunch of uh, tickets to other agents to learn how to sell, you know, multi-million dollar properties. We did the same thing on the West Coast with Josh uh, Flagg and we taught people how to sell, you know, multiple million dollar mansions. But the thing that I taught them was how to run their business and get that expert credibility from Facebook because they were, like I said, solely relying on the TV show. The TV show, the year that it, I worked with them the second year that it was out. The first year that it came out, about 50,000 people on average watched their show per episode, which isn't a whole lot. But for Bravo at the time, it was good numbers. Well, the next year, we ran ads and promoted this program on social media. And we watched, I watched all, the, all their businesses, Josh's and, there's two Josh, Josh's, Luis, and Frederick. All the business explode because we started running ads through Facebook. And so what happened was, they're getting 50,000 people watching each episode, knowing who they are in New York, possibly think about buying a house or a penthouse from Frederick versus we were getting almost 2 million people a week to view their Facebook posts. So they all of a sudden saw the numbers go up and the power that's in it. I took Frederick Eklund's personal Facebook page, like his, his fan page that you see now. When I started working with him, it had 49,000 fans on it. By the time I was done in six months, it had almost 200,000. I think he's close to a million now. Okay, so, so well, stop there. Like, tell us how. Uh, okay, cool. So one of the things that, uh, that I teach is what's called the media marketing method. And uh, a person like uh, 
the, the celebrities, they don't necessarily need to run a lot of ads because people generally know who they so are. Let's and, talk and about the them. guy that's listening, right? Like our consumer is yeah. listening to the show is, you know, let's say he's selling anywhere between 20, uh, you know, up to, up to 2000 houses a year, somewhere in between right. there. Speak to everybody, right? Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. Pat. So here's what I do. Like, let's talk about like basic, Facebook marketing to work your sphere. Cause here's what we know. As soon as you get a real estate salesperson license, then they say, Hey, go work your sphere of influence. Call the people that you know that might buy a house. Right. Go knock Cliches, on doors, all right? that stuff. No, we yeah, absolutely. Heard all that. Yeah. So this, but you can apply the same thing to Facebook. What I call the media marketing method works like this, where you can get some notes out is a lot of people, they look at marketing and we'll talk about Facebook specifically, but marketing in generally, they look at it as something that's all about them. They get on social media, they post what they want, what they ate, their kids, their dogs, their job, their successes, and they make it like their own reality show. Well, the problem is that, that in theory, that sounds great because that's what social media is. But the problem is everybody has their own reality show. And so they're starting to get on Facebook and, and other social media sites from this like, point of view of narcissism. We're going to use that to our leverage here in a second, but it's this look at me right? Like, Hey, here's what I did. Look at me. Here's the words. Here's the pictures. Here's the video selfie generation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so what I teach people to do is appease folks for that, right? So if they are getting on Facebook and they want you to pay attention to them, why wouldn't you pay attention to them? And even furthermore, instead of posting stuff about yourself, why wouldn't you post stuff interesting to your audience? You see, cause here's what I do know. Nobody really wants a real estate agent. You guys are awesome and you're a necessary in the marketplace, but if they could cut $50,000 out of their bottom line by not using you, they would in a heartbeat, right? Like I'm an investor. I own five properties right now. And each time I sell one, they usually range from three hundred to $500,000 sale price. Each time I sell a house, that's three times six. You know what I'm saying? That's $18,000 at a $300,000 home that I'm losing in equity, right? If, if I could, in all fairness, if I could find a way to put $18,000 more in my pocket, I surely would. And so you have to start thinking that way. I know as an agent, you're like, but people love us. And they do. You're perfect personalities. But here's what you have to understand. Nobody wants a real estate agent. They want a house. And there's a specific reason they want a house. So the more that you can design that, that perfect customer, the more they pop up. And the reason why I share that with you is on Facebook, if you're in alignment with who you want, you want listings from these type of people that make this kind of money, that drive this kind of car, that live in this kind of house, then you've got to start speaking something that's going to make those people want to check your profile out and engage. And we call that the media marketing method. It works like this. If you look at Google, the top 20% of the front page is advertisements. If you look at the TV, 20% of the airtime is advertisements. If you get on the radio, 20% of the airtime is advertisements, but you get on social media and you've got one of two people, right? You've got a hundred percent. Look at me, look at me, look at me. or a hundred percent advertisements. There's very few people that meet that 80, 20 media method. That's been proven to work over the course of five, six, seven decades throughout media, right? But people don't get that in the correlation between social media and traditional yeah, but, media. But I'm confused. And that method is instead of look at me, it's, you know, think about your customers and turn it to WIFM, what's in it for me? And uh, well, what is in it for them? I mean, you certainly don't want to just start posting pictures of random houses, right? I mean, I mean, what, you know, give us some meat and potatoes here, right? What exactly should I post? Give me the word so I could write it down. Good question. Well, so it varies because every person has a different audience, but here's what I do know with Facebook on the search bar, there's trending topics, right? Like your trending topics on Facebook are going to be different 
than mine. And what that's doing is it's telling you what your audience is talking about. So one of the things that you can do is if we're doing the 80-20 rule, we want 80% to be entertaining content that they can process, then you can go over to the trending subjects and share things from the trending subjects. You don't even have to reinvent the wheel. Where do you wheel. find these trending subjects? So if you open up the Facebook app on your phone and you push the search bar and you don't type anything in, the trending subjects are right there on the bottom. It's real simple. And it's telling you what your friends want to talk about. And Most people don't even realize that. About, uh, you know, some of those trending subjects. Exactly, exactly. So okay, like mine okay. right now, the Bank of England, something going on in Switzerland, something going on in Minneapolis, right? And so, but for a localized realtor, it might be something going on in the community. It might be something cool. It might and tie it just, that to a house or, or some house. What's going on in Switzerland? Could it happen here in Dallas, Texas? Something like that, right? You could do that, but you don't even really have to turn it into a house. You, the, the key is for them to know you. See, we, like we know the old sales cliche of people buy from people they know, like, and trust. And so the first thing that you're trying to do on Facebook is get known. Now, if it says in your description that you're a real estate agent, right, then you don't have to always talk about real estate. You can just talk about things that are interesting for them. And if you'll make four posts that are interesting for them, things that are going on in, let's say, Switzerland or the new Jay-Z album or whatever that's coming out that just gets people to talk, right, that gets them to, because most people choose a real estate agent based on not how professional they are, how good they are at selling houses, but how they like them. Because they're like, I'm going to have to go through negotiations, riding a car with this person, everything else. Yeah, yeah. So you become likable. But if you make four posts for them, right? So you make four posts about like Switzerland and the trending topics. Then you've got one post for yourself and you say, hey, this is a house for sale. Or by the way, here's a celebration of my clients. One of the things that I like to, to teach when, when you make that one post for yourself, we use something called the E3 method. That's extract a lesson. Uh, have an experience, extract a lesson, and exponentially share it. It works like this. So, yeah, okay, every so day let's take this. Let's let's take this so they can understand this. Okay, so you sure. got three E's, right? And I'm going to do the three E's off of a, a post. Let's say I'm an agent in Dallas, Texas. I see the Switzerland. I see Jay Z's album. I keep scrolling. I keep scrolling. I keep scrolling. Finally, I find something about Dallas. Then I hit that, and then I want to take that and turn it into the three E's. Tell me how to do that. Yep. So absolutely. So we all have experiences every day that we go through, right? We learn a lesson from our kids or, you know, in real estate, we have a lesson of a client that made a bad decision or a client that lost a house because they didn't act quick enough or something goes wrong on an inspection that most people don't know to look for. And so you extract that experience. Hey, I had a deal today where a roof causes to fail inspection. It caused the house to fall through because we didn't know about this. But here's what my experience with this is from now on, you want to make sure that you check this. And by the way, if you're looking for an agent, that knows to check this, I'm your person. And so you have this, this experience, you share the lesson from it, and you exponentially share it by posting on Facebook. So it doesn't even necessarily have to be in direct correlation to a house, but you can make it as like, I saved these people money, or I saved this deal, or this is something that you need to look out for when you buy a home. And so if you just, but, but if you did that all the time, it would be boring. But once out of every four posts, if you post one or two times a day, post something like that every two or three days, it's a smooth flow. And people think of it just as like TV and radio. They're like entertainment, commercials, entertainment, commercials. And we're used to that. We've been programmed our whole lives. Yeah. Okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. I want to shift gears with you, Ryan. So, you know, you've talked a lot about and trained a lot of real estate agents closing because uh, you're known as the hardcore closer. And what real, what a lot of agents out there want to know, and I know I just put out a webinar on this. We've got a, a product with Rebus University called the Certified Listing Agent. And uh, we have a whole section on closing 
can you give us three to five recommendations on how to close a seller who's unsure whether they're to list with you on the appointment? A absolutely. So there's a, a finite amount of reasons someone wouldn't want to list the house. So I, you know, there's the old saying is if you had to chop a tree down in an hour, you'd spend, uh, you know, 45 minutes sharpening your ax. And so what you need to do is you need to be prepared. Every salesperson needs to do this, but like 1% actually do this. And I'm going to give you the game right now. It's going to change yeah. the game for the people that do this. You need to write down every objection the seller could give you, every indecisive, any point, because there's a finite amount of them. It's they need, to, they, they need to find out if their house is worth more to another agent. They need to see if you can get it sold that fast. They need to see your marketing plan. They need to be out in a certain deal. They need to talk to their wife. They need to make sure it's okay with their relocation company. There's a finite amount of reasons why they wouldn't pull the trigger and get that house listed right there. So you need to write those things down way before you show up at the listing appointment. You need to know that when I show up at this listing appointment, the only reason they wouldn't do business with me is because of one of these 15 things that I've written down right here. And after you write them down, you need to go underneath each one of them and write down the solution to that objection, mm. right? If they say, I need to talk to my spouse, it's awesome. Does she know that I'm here? Does she know that you're wanting to sell the house? Is she going to move with you? Then let's do this. Let's sign the paperwork. And if tomorrow you, you talk to her tonight, tomorrow she calls you back or tomorrow you call me back and say that she doesn't want to sell the house, then I'll rip up the paperwork. It's no big deal. You know, and so you write down all the objections and then all the solutions to the objections and you, and I'm telling you like flashcards, you memorize them. And then when you walk into that seller's uh, uh, listing and they give you all these objections, they're not emotion anymore. They're not an ego anymore. They're things that have been written on a piece of paper that you know, like the back of your hand. And you know, it's not about you. People give you objections because they're indecisive, which means you probably overcomplicated the listing presentation because when things are complicated, people can't make a decision, right? Like they have a lot to process and think about and all the moving parts. They can't make a decision. Uh, okay. Okay. So let's stop there. So, so what do you recommend to real estate agents listening on how to not overcomplicate a listing appointment? Oh, that's a good, good question, Pat. So first thing I'd do is I'd walk in and I'd have a marketing plan. My marketing plan would be social media, direct mail, open houses, and the MLS access, right? Like promote it through the, what do you call it? The syndicate, Zillow, yep. all that kind of stuff. And so I'm, I'm not going to tell them some, some 50 point bullet point thing and all the dynamics behind it. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to say, here's the deal. I've got 40,000 people that watch me on Facebook. I'm going to put your property in front of all 40,000. There's over a million people a month that get on Zillow. Home Game, Trulia, and all these others, Realtor.com, Redfin. I'm going to put your site in front of those million, or your house in front of those millions of people as well. And by the I'm way, guys, these are not your numbers. These are just numbers Ryan is saying, like in general, that anybody gets right. when they take a listing and, and throw it on Facebook or throw, you know, whatever, if you pay a little money or what have you. These are not like his numbers that only he could use. Anybody can do this. So keep going. Absolutely. And so you say, you know, I've got these the sites that I'm going to put the syndication through. I'm going to do two open houses a month. I'm going to make sure that we have centralized showing service put here so that we never miss a showing appointment. And they're going to give you a 30-minute warning. On top of that, we're going to list your house at top of the market. But here's what I want you to think about. In the event that it doesn't sell in the first three weeks, we might reduce it 1000 to $3,000 per week until we get it sold. Just because I want to get top dollar for you, but I also know it's important that you move fast. And that's it. Like, here's, here's the real key, Pat. Let me, let me just break this down again. Nobody wants a real estate agent. Most people 
don't want to pack their stuff in a box, yell at their significant other, move to another box, and then complain that they can't find the stuff that was in their boxes. There's a finite amount of, just like objections, there's a finite amount of reasons a person wants to move. They lost their job. They got a new job. They're relocating. Their kids are moving out. They're retiring. They've got new kids on the way. There's not enough space. There's too much space. They need a new neighborhood. The neighborhood's gone to crap. Their kids are getting bullied at school. There's a finite amount of reasons. So what you got to do when you got to go into the listing presentation, instead of focusing like the presentation second, the first thing that you need to do is you need to uncover the real reason they want to sell that house. Nobody rolls over in the middle of the night and says to their significant other, we need to get a real estate agent in here to give us a listing presentation. That's just not how it happens. But what they do say is like, I lost my job. If we don't sell our house, we're going to be facing foreclosure sooner. We better be proactive about this before we get our credit in trouble. And when you go in there and you ask the questions to uncover the real reason why they're moving, then your seller's presentation won't matter that much as long as you can provide the solution to their problem. Oh, you're relocating. You got 60 days to make it happen. Worst case scenario, I buy your house at this price. You have nothing to worry about and I'll sell it on my own and get you in the next one, right? Whatever that real problem is, oh, you're retiring and you need to be able to sell this house so you can move to Florida in the next 60 days? Well, here's what we'll do. We'll take X, Y, Z steps. But you have to uncover that real problem. See, a lot of agents go in there, and they put on this circus and this song and dance about them, right? Well, it's just like social media. You got to make it not about yourself, but about the client. And once you uncover the client's problem, the chances of them Trusting you to provide a solution are huge, especially if you're confident. But more importantly, you and I both know, especially as men, when somebody, like when you tell somebody your problems, right, and somebody knows you have a problem, then you want to keep that kind of between you and that agent. You want 15 other agents to discover that you're facing foreclosure or that you lost your job or something of that nature. So if you can draw that out, oftentimes just on that alone, they will do business with you. And so do you take that? I mean, that could be the easiest saying, hey, why are you moving, right? So let's say you get it and, it and it happens right away and they tell you why are you moving. How many times do you recommend uh, somebody tie it back? For instance, like, you know, they're moving to Alabama for a job transfer. Well, you know, you could see, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, that if we do this, it's going to get you to Alabama sooner and your family will be happier like how how many times should we be tying that back how many times should we bring up alabama in a an hour you know that you're at the house so in an hour i would say at least five or six times because what it's doing is it's showing them that you're worried about the solution and not just listing their house right you're worried about their situation and that's what that's all really anybody wants to know is like this is how sales are made the secret to sales is empathy because once people know that you understand their situation and then you give them a viable solution to it, they'll just be like, well, he gets it and he has a solution. It must be the right one for me. That's how most people operate. We're smart people. We overcomplicate stuff, you know, smart people, <laughs> real estate agents. We all, we overcomplicate stuff. What's a toolbox? A toolbox is a box full of tools that you use to build something great. Do you want to build your real estate business into something great, something massively profitable and productive? Well, we've got a toolbox for you. Basically, we've collected all the tools that the rock stars of the past have given to us over the years. And uh, many times these tools come in the form of a checklist. They come in a form of a postcard that they're sending out that's very different and extremely effective. 
Uh, they come in many different forms, and, and many of you have gone online to the show notes and downloaded these toolboxes. The challenge is you have to go back through each episode to each show notes on the website and download them one by one. Well, I've put them all together, and I've created the Real Estate Rockstar Toolbox, and I'm giving this toolbox away free. Tons of items of utility from many of our past Rockstar guests. All you got to do is go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox that's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or make it easy simply text toolbox to 444-999 that's toolbox to 444-999 use the tools that the rock stars are using to make more and more commissions every day So define a real estate agent that's a hardcore closure compared to a real estate agent that is, is, is a mediocre or average or below average. Like, what does that mean? Let's say someone wants to sit, have an affirmation in the mirror every morning when they wake up that says, I am a hardcore listing agent closer. What do they have to manifest in order for that to be true? So I, in order for someone like the whole concept of being a hardcore closer isn't necessarily some pushy, aggressive, used car type of salesperson. Really, it's, it's more of uh, you're running advertisements, you're marketing on social media, you're sending mail out, you're having prospecting conversations, you're making cold, uh, you're making not cold calls, you're making calls uh, for referrals to past clients. You're doing everything within your power to work your network and to always grow your network as well. Like there's two types of agent. There's the agent that wakes up at five o'clock every day and gets on the grind and sells 10 or 15 homes every single month. And then there's the agent that kind of just like, eh, he's kind of figuring things out and they'll make a process call when they run out of money and they sell three to five homes a year. Right. And, and it's, it's funny. You don't see a lot of people in the middle. You see people that sell five or six homes a month and you see people that sell three to five homes a year, right? And so the thing is, the hardcore closers are the people who are dedicated to, I think real estate is a service to the public. We're housing the homeless. We're helping people make financial decisions behind the biggest asset, most likely, that most of them own. And so what a hardcore closer is, is somebody that's all day dedicated, their work day, whether it's a five-hour, eight-hour, or 10-hour work day, that they're dedicated to helping as many people get, they're dedicated to getting in front of as many people so that they can help them close on their home. That's what a hardcore closer is. It's not somebody wearing a polyester suit trying to badger you and stuff. It's somebody who's got funnels running. It's somebody who's got social media ads running. Someone who sends out the, uh, the postcards with the house just sold, find out what your neighbor's home is worth. It's somebody who has a website. It's somebody who's got an email list that's sending out IDX feeds with people's information on it. And, and hardcore means covering every single way that they possibly can to serve the market. Uh, that they to to take care of the market that they serve. So it's just somebody that's just getting shit done. That's kind of just that's like it. pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. What things can they do today? You know, how many people can they talk to? How many people can they shake their hand? How many people can they ask for the order from uh, versus somebody who's kind of sitting and waiting for uh, leads to come for buyers and sellers to raise their hand? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the people that go out there and get it. What you know, you see a lot of real estate agents out there now. And what is something that you see agents doing where in your mind, and I'm gonna use a cliche, let me know if you don't understand it, the juice is not worth the squeeze. Well, it's kind of like uh, you know, there there is a fine line because there's a lot of agents that'll tell you, 
oh, I have 10 years experience in real estate, but they've sold one home a year for 10 years. So they really got about a month's experience, right? Like when it's all said and done, they got about a month's real experience. And so a lot of, in Texas, we say all hat, no cattle, right? Same yeah. thing, right? Yeah, I've heard that, yeah. <laughs> and so it, it's the same thing. Like you don't want to, like there's those agents that you see that post every hour on the hour on social media. I think that's annoying because you're like, hey, if they got all this time to so the average person, whether they've automated it or not. Nobody the sees person, that anyways, by the way. You know what I mean? You can't, right? You know, nobody's going to see it because everyone has yeah. 5,000 friends now anyway. So you can post them and get absolutely, you know, five people see it anyways, you know? Yeah. And, that's why, that's why it's important to, to use engaging content like the trending topics because it's telling you what people do want to talk about. And Facebook's smart like Google. It knows what words you're using and it knows that if you're using the right words, it sends people over there as well. It's equally as smart as Google. Now, um, you know, I, you know, I heard another podcast the other day where uh, the guy was saying you should be on FaceTime live every single day for a year. Uh, even if in the beginning, nobody is showing up because, you know, that is constant because uh, Facebook is raising, has raised the algorithm so that you know, if, if someone gets notified of something, it's going to be one of two things. It's going to be A, you gave someone a review because they want to get into reviews. They want to outdo Zillow. They want to outdo Yelp on the review side. Or number two, you're on Facebook Live. One of those two things, your chances are a million times greater that people are going to see you. And this, this guest said, well, it wasn't on my podcast, it was on another podcast. He said, you know, get on there every day. What, what is your thought? Uh, you know, I've had people that are my personal clients that have come to me and said, man, I'm doing a video every single day of Facebook Live because you're right. That person was right. Facebook Live is the thing that Facebook's pushing right now, you know, the whole live video. And but the thing is, none of us are that cool that we can make a video every day. Like even me, I got a quarter of a million people that follow me. More people follow me than Brian Buffini, Tom Ferry or anybody else in the real estate realm. Right. But here's here's what I do know is that. I'm not even, even with all the content and all the magnetism that I've got, I'm not even interesting enough for people to watch a three to five minute video every day. There's going to be a small portion of the marketplace like your mother and your sister that love you dearly that might watch the videos every day. But dude, if you come out with the video every single day, in my opinion, like if I see you shooting a video every day, I'd be like, ah, it's just Pat from another one of his videos. You know what I mean? However, what I do personally and what I teach our clients to do is I shoot one live video a week. Because I don't want to overkill it. I don't want to make them think like, hey, you know, I just got, I'm always accessible. I'm always here. I got all this time to shoot videos. I want them to be elusive. And plus, when I create the video, I want a bunch of people to watch it because they say, oh, Ryan doesn't make very many videos. This must be something good that he's going on the air with. So uh, like yesterday, I made a, our weekly video on the Hardcore Closer page. And I think it's got 15,000 organic video views all of a sudden. But I can promise you this. If I did that every single day of the week, it would have two or 3,000. I would never be able to get that one video. And it gives me more time to plan it out. So I do think that Facebook Live is what the algorithm loves it. But I think that it's just like anything else. It's overkill. It's too and, much. Uh, so yeah, what should they be doing? Is it, is it, is it, does it go back to the cliches of, of course, prospecting and just like you said before, just, just waking up every morning and just you know going for it and not being af afraid to – pass out as many cards as possible, not being afraid to pick up as many phones and call as many people as possible, no matter how old the lead is, uh, that sort of thing? Yeah, well, you know, um, yes, but I want to say this too about the Facebook Lives. Like as real estate agents, you should be using Facebook Lives. Like when you go into a listing presentation, 
and you're like, I have 5,000 friends on Facebook. As soon as you sign this agreement, I'm going to fire this up and we're going to walk through your house and give everybody a sneak preview tour and start promoting this thing. We'll drop the link in the comments tomorrow. I'll get my people to re-promote it again. It's like you should be using, I mean, you're a real estate agent, so you should be using Facebook Live for two things. One, to tell real estate experiences, right? Like the E3 method. This is what happened with my clients. Here's how we got past it. Or you should be using it for your open houses and listings. It's like, hey, here's another house getting ready to hit the market. You, because you're my friend and you're on my list, you get the sneak preview of it. Then take the Facebook link and email it out to your entire email database to where the people that are in your database can click on it, watch it too. Then go back to the next seller, right? So that's one video. Then you go to the next seller that you go to listing presentation. You're like, look, the last video that I did got 5,000 views on it. That's like having 5,000 people walk through your house and tour it. We're going to sell this thing. Wow. Wow. So what about, let's switch gears one more time before we wrap this up. Let's talk a little bit about buyers right? We got the marketing down. We got the listings down. Now with buyers today, you know, there's so many leads from, from all the syndicates, right? There's, you know, there's like 36, I'm making this up, something like 36 times the number of leads that equal, you know, one sale, meaning that is that many times more leads than there are per sale for each lead. I uh, hope that makes sense. Anyways, yep. uh, what should agents be doing according to the hardcore closer to work or not work uh, with the buyers and the buyer pool that exists through all of these email leads. Well, here, if you want buyers, here's how you get buyers. Just go to the garage sale group in your area. Okay. So like I live in a neighborhood called Prestonwood and on Facebook, there's like a Prestonwood. It's a big development, like a thousand homes. So there's like a Prestonwood garage sale group. Well, here's what I know. We look for trip wires, right? Like you, some of the best realtors I know mine data. They look for statistics and data and they send postcards and advertisements out based on that data. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. People who live in their house for five years, people live in older neighborhoods, divorce, those kind of data things. Well, so with, with going through and, and reaching out for buyers in the garage sale group, we're looking for that data, that trip wire. Well, the reason why most people have garage sales is because they're about to move. You know, that's like the first step in making a move and about to buy a house is having a garage sale. So that's one place to find buyers. Uh, the other place to, that, to, to really focus on finding buyers is like when you go and you see other, uh, other pages like Zillow and Trulia and stuff like that, you'll see on the, and it's crazy how many people miss them, but you'll see on the comment section of Zillow posts and on the, uh, not the reviews, but like the, where you can just post to the wall of the page. It's usually on the right-hand side of the page when you arrive on the fan page. There's tons of people that ask on those every day. It's like, hey, I need somebody to sell my house. Who do you guys recommend? Or, hey, I'm trying to buy a house. Who do I qualify for? So I would hit the garage sale groups, the syndicates, Facebook fan page, and Twitter page because people leave comments on there all the time. It's free leads, right, that you're not having to pay Zillow and them for. And then third of all, I would make friends with the top three producing loan officers in my area because that's what loan officers do is they focus on buyers. So you could like a lot of times agents think, well, I'm supposed to give buyers to the loan officer. But if you go find loan officers that have big teams and do, you know, I've got loan officer clients that do $200 million in production a year. You find a guy like Kenneth Travis that's doing, you know, 300 transactions uh, a year in the mortgage world. Surely he's going to be able to send you two or three listings or two or three buyers rather out of, out of that pool each and every year. So I think going in the garage sale groups, following the syndicate pages and connecting with the top, not, not loser loan officers, but the top producing loan officers in your area will really put you in the win with the buyers. 
Boom. Very good. Well, listen, Ryan, this has been awesome, buddy. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy day. You know, one of the things we ask is that anybody that comes on the show, give our peeps a, a free gift that they can go to the show notes. And I'm going to make your show notes, hybendigital.com backslash hardcore. That's hybendigital.com backslash hardcore. What's something extra that you could send me, Ryan, that we could offer them when they go there? Man, you can go to, uh, just put the link to Elevator to the top and you can get a copy of my paperback book absolutely for free. We'll send it right out in the mail to you. We mail them out once a week. We've sold over 20,000 copies of that book uh, and I'll give it to you for free. That's awesome, dude. Well, listen, Ryan, this has been great. If Next time I'm in Dallas, Texas, we'll definitely uh, get together and break some bread. Absolutely, man. We got a bar downstairs in our office, so it'll be awesome. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. All five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. And if you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We are so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world. Also, don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already. Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate agent's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. With an intro by Gary Keller. Sold everywhere online books are sold. You can always go to pathyben.com and find out about all things Pat Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you got to do is type in my name. I'm everywhere and easy to find. I hope to meet face-to-face someday, but in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening, and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.